Welcome to Dogma and Devotion, the podcast that sheds light on the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith. We discuss a wide range of topics from the viewpoints of two complementary vocations at the church. I'm Ashley, here with Father Dupre, and this Sunday's Gospel, we are stepping into Advent and the beginning of a new liturgical year. So we begin year B with this first Sunday of Advent, and this will introduce us with, to the Gospel of Mark, and we'll also hear from John chapter 6 throughout this liturgical year that, again, will take us all the way to the Feast of Christ the King and 34th week in Ordinary Time of 2024. The great thing about that, hearing from John chapter 6 this year, is we're also right in the midst of the great National Eucharistic Revival that started on the Feast of Corpus Christi in 2022 and will end on July 17th, 2024, when we will gather here in America for the first time in 83 years for a National Eucharistic Congress. On today's episode, we'll be reflecting on the gospel from the first Sunday of Advent, year B. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so we're opening up this time of liturgical year when we are preparing for the coming of Christ on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And so what we do is we spend a four-week season that is a legitimate time in the church's liturgical year to anticipate, to get ready. And she the church actually helps us to begin to watch by already celebrating with the end of the last liturgical year, the feast of Christ, the King. And so we have already recognized that the one who is coming has authority. When you think of a King, you think of one who we have to look out for one who will give us direction, one who will strengthen us, who will bind us together, who who leads us. And so coming right off of that Feast of Christ the King, we are now going into a four-week season where we are going to prepare our hearts and, as we hear Christ say in the Gospel of Mark, watch. We need to be ready. And so it's a it's very sober beginning to what is a very joyful season that prepares us for even more joy when the king arrives. Yeah, I noticed looking at this one and then next week's gospel, um, oftentimes whenever we think of Advent, we think of like preparing for the baby to come and there's joy and excitement. But I feel like these gospels are really focusing more on like the vigilance of coming, be watchful, and maybe some of the consequences whenever... Um, you're not so vigilant. Like we had a couple uh, gospels ago with the tenants and the virgins and the, what happens whenever vigilance, you know, isn't followed. And I immediately, when I first read this, I thought of how 
all morning. I will play with my kids nonstop. But the second I pick up my cell phone, someone will walk in and then I'll look like I've been doing nothing all morning. (laughs) But it's the idea of, you know, you don't know when they're coming. You don't know when someone's going to open the door and Christ will come. Uh, another thing, the um, the psalm kind of goes back to that, uh, let us see your face. And at first I was thinking like, yeah, when the baby comes, everybody wants to look at the baby and see its face. But it's really about just being vigilant. Amen. And I'm thinking also my ministry as a priest all around the country for this season of Advent the way that we are helping hearts to prepare and be alert in this way that our Lord is calling us to be watchful for his coming is on every Wednesday we have the great The Light is On For You ministry where mostly all of our our pastors, our associate pastors, and, and any priest really that is available. I know here in our diocese, our, our bishop is definitely it's sending out the call, all hands on deck. We need to make ourselves extra available on Wednesday evenings. It, can, it starts at six and can go uh, two hours, uh, sometimes longer. And I've been in parishes where I remember the latest I ever went on a Wednesday in Advent for this Light is On For You ministry went all the way till 830, solid uh, hearing confessions and people realizing that I, I don't want to be found sleeping. I don't want to be found in the context of this gospel from Mark chapter 13, irresponsible. I, I want to be found as someone who has been focused on what Christ really wants me to do. And as we talk about work and doing something, I think it's good to really define what is this work and especially as the church directs her shepherds to be ready to hear extra confessions every Wednesday of this short liturgical season. When you think about it, that's not even done during Lent. And it's, it's very, very interesting to me. It's one of those things that makes Advent really stand out as a special season. It's not a penitential season as Lent is, some would say it's pseudo penitential. It's, it's culminating more in the joy of Christ's coming, not in the agony of the cross as at the end of Lent. But this work, what we are to do to be found watchful in a pleasing way is we are keeping watch over our hearts. Where are our hearts? Do we have Christ already seated on the throne? Is he really inspiring what we do? Is his judgment of us what is motivating and animating our lives? Yeah, I know oftentimes Advent is referred to as like a little Lent. And kind of going back to what you said about Lent leading up to the agony in the garden, uh, we focus so much on Mary and her pregnancy during Advent and Uh, anyone who has been pregnant will tell you there is agony that comes with leading up to that birth. And, you know, it's, it's like the joy of the resurrection we feel in Lent is reflected in the joy that we feel in Christmas at the birth of Christ. But there's going to be some pains to get through that uh, until that life comes into the world. I love that. That's a great analogy. 
And I'm also going back here to understand again what will make us pleasing. And it says here, he leaves home, this man traveling abroad, of course, Christ referring to himself. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. And I think about how no one likes or wants to work for a boss who is a micromanager. And this is an image of Christ being far from that. He is placing responsibility into our hands. Like here, you take it, you do the work. I'll come back at another time, but you take it. And that really points us towards what is this relationship with Christ? It is a responsible relationship. There isn't a real relationship with Christ without an element of responsibility towards what he has given us. He's given us first and foremost, again, hearkening back to this fact that we are offering confessions in a way that is unlike any other liturgical season. He has given us first and foremost, his own divine life in the state of sanctifying grace. That means we are doing our earnest without him having to control us or rule over us in a kind of despotic way, robbing us of our freedom. Rather, he seeks that we exercise the freedom he has given us and let's say restored in baptism and strengthened in Holy Communion, revivified in previous confessions. He wants us to be responsible for that life being allowed to flourish, letting Christ's life come to fruition. And so I think that would be the the first place to focus, right? Be watchful. What is in my heart now? What is there that I do want Christ to see? What is there that I know already he does not want to see at his coming? And what will help me to rejoice when he does arrive? I think it's St. Gregory the Great in one of his homilies that he always would do like the allegories and he had broken down, like he would say, Christ uh, leaving and then the servants left behind are people like me who are the laity trying to get there and then the gatekeepers, people like you, the pastors shepherding us. So uh, yeah, definitely encouraging some good confessions during Advent. They always feel, somehow they feel more special than uh, like a Lenten confession because, you know, Advent you're working towards joy and so the last thing you think you want to do is go and say all the bad things you've done, but the goodness that comes from it to go into a joyful season with joy from Christ. Amen. What is this element of the sleeping we do not want to uh, be in? Uh, May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. We are indifferent. I think that's a, a good word for understanding this sleeping I don't care where he is or what he's doing or or what the church's business is, what's going on in my local community uh, or my neighbor uh, could be my family member. You know, where are, are they in in the living out of gospel charity? Am I indifferent to the needs uh, of those most especially around me, those that I do have responsibility towards and indifference being seen as a threat 
to a healthy, joyful relationship with Christ and being faithful to the covenant and living out the commandments fulfilled in love. Amen. Amen. Do you want to close out with a prayer? Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for calling us to prepare in this holy season to become more aware of those things that will lead us into an indifference to your heart for us, your desires for us. Lord, we ask that you give us every grace we need to trustingly submit what is not pleasing to you into your hands, into the sacrament of confession, that we may be delivered and found joyfully waiting for you when you come this Christmas season. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We will be back um, next week, visiting Mark again, second Sunday of Advent, and a special episode for the Holy Day of Obligation, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. 